Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. We are so excited to have Ariel Lowen with us, along with Blakely, <laughs> and they are in their new house, and I also have my co-host, Amy, with me, and we're going to just chat with Ariel for a little bit tonight. I uh, hope you all have a great time, and we're, is Blakely having a good time? That's the most important. <laughs> I think so. She usually doesn't jump on for these videos, but I guess she was feeling it tonight. So the first question is the wall behind you. We've seen it on Instagram. Is yeah. that now going to be your interview wall? Oh, hundred percent. I like purposely have this space like blocked out for anything I have to do now. Yeah. It looks great. Isn't it awesome? So how long has this process taken this house process? It's taken a lot longer than anticipated. But, so we had, we started building and then COVID hit and slowed yeah. everything down. And then we've been trying to do as much out of pocket as possible. So that takes time to like get the money to pay it. But it's probably been like two years okay. of waiting, saving stuff on Pinterest and like dreaming. I've been dreaming for two years essentially. And now it's like brought to life. And so in the meantime, just to remind our audience, you have been living with your husband, Dylan's father. Right. For three years. Yeah. And Dylan yeah. revealed things on an episode that if people just want to laugh, like it was maybe a hundred episodes ago, it was the Rolfs and the Lowens. And oh, yeah. I don't think we, I don't even think we said the word CrossFit for an hour. I don't think so either, but we laughed so much. <laughs> Right. Um, because living at your father-in-law's house seemed to be a, a real treat. It could have been worse, but it was very minimalistic. I think that's how he described it. Yeah. Like doors were optional. Yeah. Doors were optional. Um, shower curtains optional, which we since bought some. Like everything you think is a necessity, <laughs> we had to reevaluate living there. <laughs> Well, that is awesome. But with so, all that being said, we saved so much money on rent. I'm like, I don't even care if I don't have a door to my closet. It's worth it. Yeah. To build your dream house, yes. Yeah, sure. exactly. So when I talked to you last week, you were doing like the final clean to get moved in. So how much are you moved in now? Or is it going to be a slow process as well? It's going to be a really slow process. But the way it was timed for the season being over and I have nothing going on, I'm okay with that. Like I started yesterday and today just moving in like my, my stuff for the pantry. And then maybe next I'll go to the one bedroom and then the other bedroom. We don't have a ton. It's just I've never had my own space and this much space before. So I'm like slowly uh, 
I don't even know how to put it, slowly like processing, like this is my house. Let me set up this room. Now I'll go to this room. It's really fun. Most importantly, so I want to know how the garage gym is coming. That is coming. We're definitely focusing on the inside of the house first, just to give Dylan's dad some relief so we can move out. But we have a rig picked out and we have, we call it the lion's den. That's going to be the name of it. So for your listeners and those who don't know, lion is like my, our family symbol. Lowen, my last name is German for lion. Dylan means like a lion. Ariel means lion of God. So it's kind of just like tied our family together. So we want an awesome rig. And then we want on our back wall of our gym to be a mural of like a lion's head. And we're going to call it the lion's den. So we have it envisioned. We'll see how long it takes to come to fruition. But I'm excited for the home gym. So that's really cool. But around this area of town, lion's den is known as an adult bookstore. <laughs> we're going to change your perspective of the life. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It is definitely not the Lion of God up here in the Ohio <laughs> <Yeah>. region. <laughs> we, yeah, no way. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So the legend is that you wanted to make uh, semifinals last year and the games so that you could have signage for your garage gym. Exactly. Have you picked out where all that's going? No, I think originally it was going to go on like a sidewall, but now I have so much. I could literally just like cover the side of one wall. I haven't, they're in storage as well because we have all this stuff that hasn't been moved in. But I, to go from just like one Lowen plaque to now I have 20 to choose from it's and a trophy and like all this cool stuff to hang up it's gonna it's gonna take some figuring out and you might want to leave space for more <laughs> i like it i like that thinking yeah but what's funny is the trophy i won this year our little plaque that they gave us usually they're bronze or they're brown this year it fits the theme of our house perfect it's black and silver so it just it goes right good with this wall <laughs> So I have to ask, I asked this of Emily, is, are you going to make a special shelf? Because you got your first event win, right? You get the trophy, the, the beautiful black and silver. Do you have a, or do you have a special place where that's going to go in the garage gym? I kind of think the trophy is going to go in our home office, honestly. And I think the signs will for sure go in the gym, but that's a little special. That's got to go either in the house or right above our master bedroom bed. <laughs> well, type one lifting here suggests making them yard signs. I mean, you could just rotate those yard signs throughout the year so that the neighbors know who's there. <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. I wouldn't get any weird looks working out outside and I've got my yard sign. Might make some money. They would think you're running for office though. Yeah. Worth it. Yeah, totally worth it. So, okay, you had, you had a great off season too. So we need to talk. What is bigger, the podium finish at Wadapalooza or the event win at the games? Oh, uh, so the podium at Wadapalooza, you were there, Scott. It was rain delayed, and they didn't even announce who made the podium other than first place. So two months later, they sent me a trophy in the mail with a shirt. So really, Wadapalooza wasn't 
this grand picture and event. So definitely winning an event at the games. Yeah, because yeah, there they call you up in front of the whole Coliseum. You get yep. to accept the award. Oh, and you know, Wadapalooza was 40 great athletes. Games is the 40, the best in the world. So a great, two great fields, but the games is just a whole other level, in my opinion. So we have a couple, we have a ton of questions coming in. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So the first one is from Benita. Do you train more, less, or the same as pre-baby training for regionals? That's a good question. I train smarter. So pre-baby, I would be at the gym maybe five hours and get as much done then as I get in, done now in two hours. So I'm definitely a lot more intentional. I'll maybe get five minutes rest before I start my next thing and next thing. So I actually might train the same. It's just way more condensed and intentional. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you like to socialize at the gym? I don't. And I hate oh. it because I'm a very friendly person and I really do love talking to people. But when I know I only have two hours, I'm there to get it done and leave. Because yeah. if Blakely's not happy after 90 minutes, I'm screwed and I have to be done. So I do feel bad sometimes. I like come in and I want to warm up and everybody's like, how are you? How are you feeling? And I'm like, I have two hours and this is it. And then I got to leave. Yeah, you got to be hyper-focused. Exactly. So Todd M. asks, Ariel, what worship music are you jamming to lately? Mm, there's so much. We have a church here called Stonegate, and it's a very famous church in Midland. And I'll just type in Stonegate music, and it'll play all of your general jams, I would say. Or songs sung on Sunday is a good playlist on Spotify. I'll rotate what I'm listening to right now. I listen to a lot of the Sing To soundtrack because that's what Blakely loves. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't usually get to pick my music. It's usually if um, little girl's happy, I'm happy. And they're not bad songs. No. Well, you saw I put out a poll today. It was yeah. Lion King versus Tarzan. And I was having that debate with Mike Kaplan. And... And he said Tarzan. I said Lion King. I noticed you voted for Lion King. I did. Because that's the correct How answer. How easy of, an, of a choice was that? <laughs> it was an easy choice. I've probably seen Lion King like a hundred times growing up. Tarzan, I've maybe seen three times. So just based on statistics, Lion King just stuck with me a little bit more. And Lion King is emotional. When um, his dad it's died. It's a Broadway like, show. Yeah. <laughs> So should I be worried because Lion King was sung at my wedding? Did Can you, you see feel it? the love tonight? I, I did not. Oh, I did not. I should have, but I did not. Um, but my wife picked Tarzan. Really? I would be worried. Yeah, that's a red flag. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no. We just celebrated 25 years and yeah, thought I knew good. her. Congrats. <laughs> So what All was right, your so let's, King, both of you guys? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Lion for my age, Lion King is just iconic. 
Yeah. And I've seen the Broadway musical as well. <laughs> Wait, Todd, so, Todd M, which I might agree to this, especially having young kids. The correct answer to any of these is Frozen 2. <laughs> Ooh, I might have to say Frozen 1 is better than Frozen 2. That might I would be agree with that. Todd, thoughts? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen them? Yes, I have. I, I have seen, yes, I have. My daughter is a kid at heart. And so yeah. she goes back and watches that stuff. But our, our buddy Charlie said, spoiler alert, he dies? What? <laughs> I should have opened with that. Well, and I'm a preschool teacher. So if I want to know the lingo, what's going on, I have to watch all the stuff. So I'm all about Frozen and Same Yes. <laughs> so now I kind of want to get into the games a little bit. Okay. And we'll go back to having more fun and, and things. But when we last talked to you, it was right after last chance qualifier. Right. And you said that you are so glad that it happened the way it did. As a fan of yours, I saw a different aerial after last chance qualifier than I did at syndicate. Yeah, I did too. And I think that really translated into your performance at the games. I do too. I really do. I like the last chance qualifier made me work hard and it made me fight for it. And it made me so appreciative that I got to take all that into the games. And from day one, I was like, I'm just here to work hard and be thankful. And I feel like it just made the weekend great. Yeah. Because you came in and you started off with the bike and it was a 16th place finish, Right. but then you went on a run. I know a run for what till, till the, I can't even read my own handwriting rinse and repeat yeah from from the second event to rinse and repeat it was all top 10 finishes except for the shuffle the shuttle i know man i was so proud that it was just incredible and that included your elevated elizabeth at first place and getting the trophy um, but let's talk about the start of it. It started with the overhead. That was a heavy overhead. You're not really known as a strength girl. How did you feel confidence wise after taking a top 10 finish in that? I think I was still riding on the high a little bit of the elevated Elizabeth to where I was like, I'm just going to do my best and let's see what happens. But I really do like when the barbell is moderately heavy for reps. I'd way rather that type of strength event than a um, max lift or a super light where everybody can fly through it. So that jerk actually, I enjoyed it. And I love that they had the jerk blocks there and that you just got to walk up to it and go, drop it, go, drop it, go. It was really nice. Do you think it changed the event because it was moved to the next day? It's hard to say because we didn't get to do it the first day. I would say it was a lot more hot Thursday than it was Wednesday. So I do think the heat, especially on the shuttle run, kind of came into effect. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was crazy because that's the first time I've experienced a weather delay or a change in schedule due yeah. to weather. And it had and I've been there when it snowed in Madison. What? 2017, 17. it snowed the first day of the games. Wow. 
Yeah, that's what we were even talking about backstage was we're used to this at Wadapalooza. Everybody's gone through it there, but at the games, everybody was kind of just like, what's going on? This doesn't usually happen. So, and I, and I actually did this out of order. That shouldn't have been my first topic, but, but that's because it was supposed to be second, but it ended up being like fourth. Yeah. It was very weird. So then that first night you do the skill medley, you get speed medley and you get seventh. So close to that final five. No, I really wish they would have made it the top 10, go from 40 to 20 to 10. Yeah, I agree. Athletes, more athletes a chance to shine because top five can only do so much. Man, I still am so upset. I think I needed like two seconds faster to get in that final heat. And I could do the cross double unders. I could press the handstand. I think it would have been too much. If I did super well at that event and then did great at Elevated Elizabeth, my head would have gotten way too big. So the Lord, <laughs> so the Lord was like, you need, a, you need to take an L and then save it for the next event. So Benita's so got a that question was my- here real quick. So um, did anything change in your training to get you to 11th compared to last year's training? Will you change your training after seeing Boz's programming? Honestly, everything. So last year at the games, since this year, everything has changed. I've changed gyms. I've changed coaches. I've changed how I train, the amount, what I'm doing. Um, Last year was fun as far as like, let's get to the games. This is great. But then I kind of got a taste of the games and was like, what I'm doing currently isn't working and it's not helping me succeed at all. Let's change the environment. And I, I really do think new coach helped a new actually supportive gym helped and all of those just kind of played into this this season mm-hmm. i'll read the next you one Scott. With that? yeah yeah you got the last taste of baza's style of programming before he unveiled unveiled his events did that cross your mind at all or give you confidence and I think he's talking about because doing the last chance qualifier. Oh, yes. Okay. That was the last okay. taste of Boz's programming prior oh, yeah. to the games. It got me excited. It was just fresh. And it took so much skill, but also strategy as far as like you could be super strong, but now you still have to lift your body weight and let's see how that affects. I thought his programming was super creative up until the last day to me was very strength biased. But up until then, I was in love with this programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I thought that I, from a fan's perspective, it was so fun to watch. It was so new, so different. Like everything was just so fun to watch. And you're like, and who's you, gonna? Do you well? really couldn't predict. Yeah, exactly. Ten different females won events. Out of 14 scored events. It was so cool. It was cool. And it was neat. I said this in my little like recap post today. I didn't even know I was good at traverses until they were programmed. And I got to figure that out. And the world did at the same time. Same Mm -hmm. with like Alexis Raptus. She didn't know she was good at inverted facing handstand pushups. It was just neat to like, you discover things about yourself and other people as the world kind of does at the same time. What does that make the environment like in the back? Man, it was a little, and not stressful for me because I 
I loved that we didn't know any of the events and it was like, hey, do this, you have 10 minutes, prepare. But you could tell backstage, like people just trying to get up on those blocks, athletes are failing, I was failing. Um, it was just neat to see people really vulnerable backstage because they've never done it before. Whereas last year it was like, everybody can double under, everybody can clean, everybody can handstand push up. Everybody looks great backstage. So it was neat backstage to see people like actually failing, actually falling. And they have two minutes before we get called to our corral. This is also your second time to the games. Last year, you're a rookie. You don't right. really know a lot of people when you get there. This year now, because of your off season, being at the games last year, you knew more people. Did that change the experience for you? Oh, absolutely. I felt like I was like showing up to hang out with my friends. Like I met, I actually became really good friends with Danny Spiegel this year at the games. And I met her a little bit at Wadapalooza, but just meeting her at Wadapalooza. So then we hung out all weekend at the games, just made it so much more enjoyable and light. It was like very lighthearted with her backstage. That's fun. Her, and then well, I got to meet I, Alex Kazan, and she was fun to get to know. Yeah. Alex is one of my favorite people in the world. She's very um, she's so fun. So she would call me and Danny her mom. So she'd be like, hey, moms, because she's like our little kid all weekend. And we're like, <laughs> okay, make sure you have your swimsuit. Do you have this? And just like, when you, you don't know things. And I needed people to tell me that last year, but she was a lot of fun to hang out with as well. I actually have a, a section on Danny in my notes. So let's go, let's go ahead and dive into that now, because if, if as a fan of the sport, if you told me that you and Danny would be hanging out for the weekend, I would have said, she's lying. Right. There's no way that's possible. Right. But, but I want to say last week in our wrap up show, we said that two of the winners of the weekend were you and her Aww. Mm -hmm. because because of the way you you participate with the smile with the fun with the energy like that translates to the fans so that was why we picked you as a winner but danny has a like a more gruff and maybe a, a weird background that people think but she was amazing last that week was she yeah, as soon as we walked off the floor of the final event, we both just like gave each other a hug and we're like, we survived the weekend and there were no injuries because, you know, Danny's notorious. She was even joking yeah. about it. She's like, I finished the games. I don't even care what place I got. I finished an actual games. Yeah. And she said in the press conference, she was so excited to be able to do the strength event because she had never made it that far. Yeah. And then she goes out there and wins it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we I we definitely touted her as she she changed a lot about her perceived image. Yeah, I think in there that was a short shift, amount sure. of time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which I was really happy for because every every interaction I had with her prior to that was always a good one. Like she was always super nice. the The only thing that I wonder about she we can't get her to come on the show. Really. <laughs> She's very popular. She is very popular. That is one thing I realized. Um, <laughs> very popular. Yeah. Um, well, so we're getting popular. So hopefully, hopefully in the future. 
I got you, Scott. My 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 last question about Danny is, did she share the crumble cookies with you? Not with me, but with Dylan, yes. <laughs> because crumble cookies are good, but they're not my weakness. Yeah. They're not my weakness by any means. But she, it was just so funny. She comes off stage. Like I see her, she goes and does the event. She comes back in the in the form of area. She just got a box of cookies. And we're just like, what in the world? But that's one thing I did love about her. And I think it's why we connected so much is we both are just very lighthearted and there's more to our lives than just the CrossFit Games weekend. Like we even said like, we're not gonna sacrifice not eating a crumble cookie. So we are shredded for the games and we look a certain way, feel a certain way. We're like, we're gonna live our lives and still compete at the games. So it was fun that it wasn't just all serious and super strict rigid. Made it fun. So, <laughs> Wait, hold on. Uh, one, Todd. Todd has are, something to say are... about those cookies. Oh, no. Hold on. He said they were sabotaged with laxatives. Dylan knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why he tested all of them to make sure. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Our, our co-host Charlie is in the audience tonight and he said, was there any talk of Danny doing the last sandbag just because? Not that she mentioned to me, but I truly think push came to shove that she had to go to the last bag. Oh, she could have got it 100%. Yeah. Seeing how easy she made all of them look, even backstage when they first announced the event, I knew we were like on two different wavelengths because I was like, I've never done over 150 pound sandbag clean because I've never needed to. And she's, she was just telling me her, her strategy was, I think most girls will get 200, most will get 220, and then some will get out around 230. And I just like looked at her and I was like, I'm talking to the wrong person. <laughs> I'll be happy if I get 160, 170, 180, 180. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you made that connection and, yeah. um, and again, you both were winners for the weekend and maybe hanging out together helped with that. Yes. Well, I actually, so in a perfect world, if I get invited to Rogue, if she gets invited to the Rogue, she mentioned, and I'll open it up to her. I was like, you're more than welcome to come stay in our guest room and we can train in our garage gym and then drive up to Rogue together. So in a perfect world, we'll see if that happens. And then I get you on the podcast and you just say, hey. Hey, well, if it happens, Scott, I got you. As long as Danny's okay with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. I understand. Yeah. People are busy, and and she probably gets way more DMs than any of us, right? That she has to sift through. So, I understand it. And most are inappropriate. I, yeah. I, I yeah, that's crazy. I want to get to elevated Elizabeth because. I got a really up close look at that one and I was on the side where you and Tia were for that event. Okay. You were matching rep for rep with Tia to start off that event. And I know you've said to, to other people that you were just in awe of being in that final heat with the people you were there with. Right. So then you start going rep for rep with Tia at what point did you think that you could take her or did you was, not think you could? There were like two specific moments 
it didn't cross my mind around 21. It didn't cross my mind around 15. So it crossed my mind after the first round of nine. We got off the barbell at the same time and she walked to the pull-up bars and I was like, no, I feel still feel good. I'm gonna run to them and then jump right on them, knock out my three, knock out my three, get back to the bar. And just even having that internal thought of like, I can do this was all I needed to hear as far as like, I feel good, I'm still in control. And then from there, I just kind of trusted my training and trusted how I felt and just trusted everything. And man, I wouldn't, there was that specific moment where I was like, I'm going to assert dominance and run, which isn't like me at all, was just like such a cool moment in the Coliseum Wednesday night with the lights, the fans going crazy. And you did it with a smile on your face. <laughs> I was nicely yeah. like, yeah, and then at one point I like look up to my coach Matt and my friend Jody and I was like, hey guys, are you watching? And then I got back to work. So this must have been somewhere that in that. Oh, go you ahead. Go. No, you go. Go. I must have been somewhere in that vicinity where your coach was because yeah, were right because there. you were looking up in our direction when the thumbs up came up. Yeah, exactly. Um, they were like right above you. And this is my last, last thought on this. And I'll let Amy take the next question. Tia has been so dominant for so long that when people are in a battle with her, they get nervous, they get, you know, stressed. What do you think it did to her to have you smile coming off the bars every time? I have no idea, but it was really, really cool. After that event, the next day, Shane came up to me, her husband, and was just like, hey, that was awesome. Great work out there. And they gave me like a fist bump. So I don't know what it did in the moment, but it was cool that like they just appreciated it. And they were like, hey, good job. Now let's get back to work. Yeah. Yeah. In her YouTube video today, she said that, that she went out too hot oh. and couldn't hold it. Interesting. And, and I wonder if seeing you smile and be relaxed in the moment affected the way she felt about how she was doing after she was getting fatigued. Right. And then seeing how it's still fresh, maybe. Right. So my question for you is, was this the first games that, um, did Blake come, Blakely come last year? She didn't. She's actually never seen me compete. Okay. Like she, she didn't go to the game, she didn't go to Rogue, she didn't go to any semifinal, Wadapalooza, anything. So this was the first time, which she wasn't in the Coliseum for this moment. She was actually in the beer garden because I guess it got a little too loud in there. Yeah. But she was there. And when I finished and we, they walk us through the beer garden, she was just like, ah, and then I gave her a big hug. It was sweet. Well, she was, they were behind us on other events when we were in the Coliseum. And yeah, because Dylan was right behind us, your whole family was, and it was so fun hearing her say, Mommy, yay, mommy, Aww. and cheering for you. So that was very so sweet. That Which was I hope she enjoyed it. I just also know that it's not really an event for kids. Do I think I'll take her back? Probably not, because it's loud, it's hot, and you just sit around all day. But it's really cool she got to at least be there once. So with your group of fans um, were those um, big heads that everybody was carrying around. So why don't you tell us the story about what that's all about? Isn't that hilarious? Yes. <laughs> it was so funny. So my sister, actually, that was her idea. My sister was there, my brother-in-law, 
my mom, my mother-in-law, there was, there was a lot of family there, which was really cool that they all showed up for it. But my sister had the idea of making heads. And then probably like three months back, Dylan thought he was so funny. And one morning he took my phone and took a picture of me sleeping, like tongue out, looking, looking great. And he made it my background to my phone. So I wake up and check my phone and I'm like, oh, what is this? And so my sister took that picture and cut it out on a head. And so it's a picture of me passed out sleeping and it said, don't sleep on Ariel Lowen. And my friend Jody had it in her backpack all weekend. We were, she was passing them out to people. The Buttery Bros had one at one point. That seriously was like the highlight for me because I just thought that was so hilarious. And that I was doing good. It kind of just like fit the whole weekend. It totally did. Yeah, it was so funny. So Todd wants to know, how often does an elite athlete check back in on a benchmark workouts? Man, not often. When I went to a CrossFit affiliate, we would actually check in, I would say every six months or so, but the gym I go to, I wouldn't say we, we test any of those. So it was neat to see how Elizabeth felt in a different stimulus, like the barbell felt really easy and the dips were where you had to kind of like strategize interesting breakdown. Mm -hmm. Todd also asked, did you and Kara have any um, strong mom moments? Because uh, it was cool to see both families. Yeah, I probably talked to her maybe only two times backstage for some reason. She was, a, I, don't, I don't know, she might have been a little bit more focused than I was. Me and Danny were like giggly, lighthearted. She was there to do work. So we talked, we talked a handful of times, but honestly, not as much as you'd think the two moms would connect, talk about kiddos backstage. Yeah. So then we move, we moved to the Capitol yeah. and we had, um, Kat interviewed Lazar Jukic on Sunday. He said it was the hardest workout he's ever done in his life. I went back and watched. He was killing it, man. I felt so bad for him. You could tell he was just beat up tired. It was hard. They they had to drag him off the finish line. Man. Like roll him out of the way. What are your thoughts on that event? Because it became so iconic over the weekend. It was, that's a good way to put it. It was just iconic. Like it was so gritty and you just had to shut your brain off and put your head down. The, the first part that stunk was they made us run that, the bike path in reverse, which is like a mile in itself. And then they take you on this back road and then you get in front of the lake and you go to the Capitol. So like, even at the very beginning, it was, you've got a lot of work to do. Now you better make sure you're not dead by the time you get to the jerry cans and to the Capitol. But it was just so surreal. All the people that were there at every stage and then all the people that were there at the end, it was beautiful. It was, it was, there's no other way to put it. It was absolutely horrible. And I feel like I blacked out in certain parts but it was a cool event. Well, and the other thing, it kind of showed that CrossFit was coming back, right? Because last year we're coming off COVID. The games were not as heavily attended last year as they were this year. It seemed like everything was back. That street was lined with people. It was unreal. And it wasn't just CrossFit people. You had like random bystanders coming up, which is exactly like, come and see you look at this event. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. 
what what did you think about the crowd difference from last year to this year? Because it was so loud in the Coliseum, my chest was thumping. It almost seemed like the crowd kind of like came back to life this year. It was like a breath of fresh air for the audience members. And I felt, I thought it was a breath of fresh air, just like new events, new quote unquote, they've been around for a while, but just like switching it up, not just handstand push up. Let's face the wall and do it that way. I feel like it brought people back to life. Yeah. So the next event I want to, you, you then do two top 10 finishes in a row with up and over and the echo press. I did a scaled version of up and over today and I was cramping up for two hours afterwards. I don't know how we did it after doing the Capitol. Like those are two really hard workouts to do back to back. It was, it doesn't seem that bad on paper. And then when you have to do those lunges at the end, like I was dying. Yeah. It was bad. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so you get through those two and then into the swim. And I thought, please correct me if I'm wrong. A couple years ago, when I first talked to you, you were nervous about swimming. Yes. And open water, but in a pool, I like all day, I'll be there all day. Open water. Count me out. So, how much, how often do you incorporate swimming into your, your yearly training or do you just kind of amp it up closer to the games? I literally didn't start swimming this season until after the last chance qualifier when I knew I had to swim at the yeah. games. But okay. I don't mind being in water. I don't mind swimming. I was a lifeguard growing up. I just don't like open water. So I really only did it for like a month and then went to the games and yeah. swam. <laughs> and took seventh. Oh, that event. Oh, I love that event so much. But it's just like, it's the lion's den. What do me and Dylan do? We have machines in our dining room. We work on the skier. We work on the rower. So to me, that event was like redemption from the swim last year. And to kind of be like, hey, I've been working on these machines. Let me show you just a little piece. That's the one event, that one in Elizabeth, that I don't have like any regrets on anything I would change. Mm-hmm. Kat said that Lazar had no recollect, had barely any recollection of up and over. That's how much the capital took out of him. Wow. Mm-hmm. I believe it. I swear there's times I would like black out and come back to life and remember something. But I mean, he, he went to a dark place. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Todd just says that he heard for on Savon that your, your uh, setup is dope secluded and alone. Your swimming setup. Oh, it's amazing. The owner of the gym I go to has um, one lane in her backyard behind her guest house, a Olympic-sized swimming pool. So there's the Olympic-sized swimming pool lane, and then attached to it is a hot tub. So when I swim, I'm like in an oasis. There's waterfalls. There's fountains back there. It's all green. I'll swim my laps, and then Blake will play in the like hot tub pool next to me. I like, couldn't ask for a more beautiful and perfect set up to swim in. It's amazing. You lost me, my comprehension at guest house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that, it, it, it doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> no, no. But she's the sweetest lady I probably ever met when I first switched gyms to go to her gym. 
she's just such a supporter and will like get behind you and encourage you. She's like, Ariel, tell me your weaknesses. And I was like, well, the echo bike and this 150 pound sandbag. And like the next week she had them ordered and they were in the gym and she's like, train with them all you want. So she just goes above and beyond, which has correlated to the success, I think this year as well. So now you're going to say a uh, 190 sandbag, a 200 sandbag, a 210. <laughs> I think I'm good with those. I'm good. <laughs> um, so then, so then things kind of fall off at the end of the weekend. And what I wanted to get from you is it got a little heavier there, right? A little more strength bias, but you also had an injured ankle yeah. and it was a long week of kind of changing up the schedule and all of that stuff. Did any of that affect like what your performance was at the end of the weekend? The ankle? No. Yeah, it sucked, but it kind of is what it is. And I, if I could do a three mile run from the Capitol, I felt like I could do anything. What sucked was the hat trick event with the high wall balls and the snatches like statistically on paper, when wall balls are in an event, I'm going to do really well at it. If you look at semifinals, if you look at last chance qualifier, but that event, I kind of described it as like, when you're drunk, the hangover has to hit at some point. I felt like I was like riding on a high and that event hit and my body was just like, no, you need rest. you're tired. This is heavy. It's hot. You're sw-. And it was just like, my body was just like, you can't live off Advil all weekend. Like it has to hit at some point. I, I love the way you describe that because I think that that makes perfect sense to someone because yeah. there are days, there are days like after working out a couple of days in a row, you go to the gym and you're like, Ugh, I just don't have it today. Exactly. When I should have had it because I, I love wall balls, but your mind can only do so much when your body is just like, I got nothing. <laughs> would, would it have made a difference if Thursday was a full rest day? It's hard to say. I'd like to think so. But I also think that event was so strategic and you just had to be perfect. One no rep kind of gets in your head and you're like, oh, I feel tired. There's just a lot. Yeah. I, uh, sorry, I was laughing at a comment that Charlie was making about Amy. Um, Amy knows exactly what it feels like to be drunk and hungover. (laughs) Yes, me. She get, you guys get it. The audience gets it. I know. Yes. They do. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. So then we, we get to Sunday morning and the weather is horrible. Like yeah. all night it was, it was rough. We could not sleep. Um, <laughs> we had, we had crazy stories from, from that Saturday night yes. where there was a couple next to us that were deep in portrayal of, of some kind of thing. And, it is a certain tenor at <laughs> not our in the morning. Yes. <laughs> Kept us awake. And then oh, so no. you get there and they take the rope climbs out of alpaca. Does that make you happy or sad? I don't really know. I, I did decent on that event. Like I'm proud of my finish on that one. I think it would have changed a few people like ahead of me, but I don't really know what it would have done 
maybe I would have stayed in 10th. I might have dropped. I don't know if I necessarily would say I would even be close to the top five in that. But I know a lot of athletes, the less strength-based athletes were like, dang it, that was my one redemptive part. So that kind of stunk. Yeah. I know my gym owner was extremely sad that it got removed. No. Mm-hmm. Um, Christy thought that she could have done really well in that if there was rope climbs. Are you still with us, Ariel? You're a little oh, no. choppy. Okay. Okay. Now I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. I was actually talking to Christy today and she was really sad that the rope climbs were taken out because that was kind of her, her thing to get caught back up. Yeah. I know she, she was one of the ones that was a little upset, which I get it. But after reflecting, she, she is really proud of how she did this year. You're breaking up a little bit. Okay. Uh-oh. Yes, so we're having Todd. a little bit of an issue on Ariel's side, it looks like. Todd says, Danny was thrilled, beyond thrilled, and ecstatic. Yes, she was. And that. she made it known in the after interview that she was thrilled yes. um, and ecstatic on that. But we were talking about this the other day, though, that, you know, I don't think it would have affected uh, Laura Horvath. Like, you know, that's a strong suit for her. So I don't think it would have affected that piece. But yeah, like people like Christy or possibly Haley Adams at that, taking out those those rope cleans could have affected where they would place in the leaderboard. But I really don't think it would have affected the overall uh, leaderboard of that too much. Yeah. And I think some of the people at the top of the leaderboard would have fallen down some. Yeah. Do we have you back, Ariel? Okay, now I can hear you. Okay. So we were just talking amongst ourselves while you were gone. Maybe not. (laughs) Wait. So we are going to do a GoFundMe to make sure Ariel has the best internet possible in her new home. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she's going to need to to be able to stream her her music so that she can be out in that home gym getting her jams on. And she's requested all over the place to do podcasts. So, and we're so appreciative that she always takes time out to come join us Yes, for stuff. I just want to point out this funny comment also from Todd, as he said, he wrote lion King, like you lion. <laughs> which is pretty funny. Okay, Todd, Todd, if you listen to boss, talk about the workout. Alpaca is an idea and a concept. Correct. Yes. I remember about that. So I'm thinking alpaca two, three, and four and so on are coming to us. Interesting thought. Yeah, because you can load anything into the sled Mm -hmm. and transport it around the field and add any apparatus you want to that um, and you still have the same concept and idea. Maybe a barbell, maybe some plates. Yeah. Maybe a sandbag, drop them here, drop them there. 
You know, it would be cool. They should do an alpaca event where you like are dragging something and then you have to like put wheels on it and like create your own sled, like not wheels, but I'm thinking like tires, like build your own, build your own. Alpaca Didn't they do that theory. at Rogue? I don't know. Maybe. The team, they had to build the wheelbarrow. Oh, they did? Oh. All right. I'm not that cool. So it looks like we have a little bit of a frozen aerial. <laughs> oh, speaking of frozen. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and Kat confirmed the teams had to build a wagon. Yeah. Todd, listen, the liver king, he crazy. He says, you should look up liver kings, the barbarian. So nuts. I <laughs> So much of the liver king. Yeah. <clears throat> is great. All right. So I think I have a couple questions for Ariel. We're yeah. all, we're almost up to the hour. Um, but hopefully we can, because I want to ask her about her coach, Matt. He was in here a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. I know they started working together this year and that was a big change. Okay. Oh, and again, let me, so now that. we're, we're trying a second stream. <laughs> there we go. I hear you. Are you good? Can you hear us, Ariel? I can't. No. Barely. It's just got really choppy all of a sudden. Well, we're starting a GoFundMe page for your internet on your new house. No. We need to get you the best satellites out there. Let me try moving the elms. So you are going to. Chad, <laughs> you are just a savage okay. in the comments tonight. There we go. Kind of. There, that sounds better. Well, it did. Until you back up. There. There you go. Just don't move. <laughs> so, so Todd said your Wi-Fi is under the sea. Yeah, I Since feel like it talking stays Disney under the all sea. Night. <laughs> so, before you ask your question, Scott, I want to ask this question: of How did you, when the games were over, what cheat meal or what celebration meal, drink, dessert did you have? So when you're walking, we seem to have good connection. Let's see. Now she's going to go in the closet. And now she's gone. Well, what did what did you have for a cheat meal? Me? Yeah. After what? The games? After the games. I think I had salmon for dinner when I came home. It wasn't a cheat meal, but it was like a meal because we didn't really have a meal while we were traveling for the games. Yeah, we had Arby's on the way home. You're right. That was a cheat. Okay, that was a cheat meal. Yeah. Can you hear us now? 
No, I feel it's like still the Verizon. Really I know. I feel like the Verizon. Charlie so usually, is correct. Usually when you first sign on, it takes like a second to kind of get into a groove. I know. We were doing so good for like 45 minutes. I know. It's actually decent. <laughs> decent. Gone. So. <laughs> Dot says maybe we, <laughs> we can do a uh what is it? Uh, AIM. Uh, yeah, but what it was? AIM. American Online. What does that even stand for? I forget. Messenger chat. We can all log in and I'll make sure my mom's not on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. She's attempting one more time. How you doing? I'll attempt one more time. Okay. I can see you and hear you. Okay. You're in your original spot. <laughs> I know. Man, I thought the you, new you, house would change everything. <laughs> That's what it was. AOL Instant Messenger. Thank you. I couldn't yeah. remember. American yeah. Online. Doesn't it stand for that, Kat? A okay. Yeah. Ariel, after the games, what was your like cheat, celebration, meal slash drink or dessert? We definitely, after the games, all went out as a group. Because I felt like I didn't really see my friends that much. We went out and had tacos. And then after tacos, we went and had ice cream. Yes. Good. But I felt um, like I was what? really cheating throughout the whole games. Like, I still had a cookie every night. Oh, sorry, Kat. Your question pushed her over the edge. <laughs> we'll just have to have her and Dylan come on so we can talk about this fitness challenge. Yeah, so there is a fitness challenge, and it's oh, yeah, and there. Oops, well, one more time. I got it. Okay, we're trying one more time. Can you hear us? All right. Wait. So now, now we now your face is moving. Are we good? We are not good. Okay. I think we'll have to call it and have her and Dylan back on. So there's a couple things that I want to talk to you about. And if we, we'd lose you again, we'll have to do it another time. Come on. And it is, I want to talk to you about your coach, Matt. And I want to know about Dylan's fitness challenge. <clears throat> With that, we're going to call it a night, folks. Thank you so much for jumping on. We will have Ariel on again in the off season and we will uh, keep going. So talk to you guys soon. See you next time on Clydesdale. Thank you so much for joining Clydesdale Media for today's episode. If you like what you hear, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.